Hello and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. And this is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we want to talk to you about one of our very favorite subjects in all things, which is kinesthetic cueing. And in equine terms, that's actually often referred to as an aid, but it's so much more than that. Yeah, there are so many avenues to go down with this, from everything that we use as tools to work with an animal to uh, the, how you ride the animal. Those are all kinesthetic cueing events. You know, kinesthesia is feeling, okay? So when you're a kinesthetic learner, you learn by doing, you learn by touch. When you move, that is kinetics. So when we're talking about a kinesthetic cue, we're talking about something that is touch related. So there's many kinds of cues. There's clicking and there's clucking and there's whistling and all of those things. And that's an auditory cue. Kinesthetic cues are the basis of everything that we do chiropractically, kinesiology taping-wise, laser-wise, fascial work-wise. It's all about cueing the nervous system to behave in a more beneficial way. So every time you touch your horse, you're applying a kinesthetic cue, no matter how you do it. It's some form of kinesthetic cueing, even if you want to call it petting. It's really going to be a kinesthetic cueing because actually you're uh, letting that horse know where you are location-wise with your kinesthetic cueing. Uh, when you're on that horse and you put a leg on, how you put your leg on more left, more right, is a kinesthetic cueing for that horse, knowing whether it should drift left or drift right. Same thing with your dogs. When you are giving it a stretch and you do it differently, left side to right side, when you always have um, information coming in through its nervous system one way, you are cueing it to behave in that specific way. And let's talk about what happens when you are mobilizing an animal. When you are mobilizing, there is so much proprioceptive or awareness in space information coming from each joint. So every time you move a joint, you are giving the brain a kinesthetic cue saying, here's where you are in space. And when those joints are stuck, the message system becomes stuck and therefore they can lose awareness of where that limb is. And once that happens, adaptations happen all over the rest of the body. So understanding how to give and when to give and where to give appropriate kinesthetic cueing is mandatory if you want the best performance, best comfort from your animal, whether it's horse, dog, or cat. Although cats will let you know because when you give a cat a kinesthetic cue in form of a pet and it doesn't like it, there's blood and it's yours. (laughs) The kinesthetic cueing is important because if you have an injury, you actually end up getting less proprioceptive information from that area over a period of time. It's like someone who loses a finger. They don't lose it in their brain, but they lose it from their hand. But what happens in the brain is after a while, the brain adapts to having only four fingers and forgets that it had a fifth. So there is kinesthetic cueing that you can use using the other hand as well as the same hand to help increase proprioception of that brain particles back. So you get neuroplasticity restored 
and neuroplasticity for that is the ability of the nervous system to reroute itself. Just think of Waze, okay, if you all have Waze in your car and you'll be driving along and all of a sudden it recalibrates because there's a better way to do it. Kinesthetic cueing allows you to recalibrate in the healthiest and most efficient system for the body, for yourself, for your horse, for your dog, for your cow, for your goat, possibly your llama. Yeah. And that's what really the kinesiology tape is doing. The kinesiology tape is all about talking to the brain. It's not about trying to stretch it to create support. It's about putting it along those hair follicles so it lifts those hair follicles which have nerve endings in them that talk to the brain and go, hello, brain, here I am, pay attention to me, let's, let's fix this. We'll call that interoception. The, it's an internal awareness of an external signal or, or an internal signal. An increasing awareness is what kinesthetic cueing is all about. So if you understand that you have to listen in order to recognize, and, and when I say listen, I mean use all of your senses. So I often listen with my hands. When I am giving a cue to a dog or a horse's nervous system, and I'm palpating and pressing very lightly, just enough to increase awareness, if I get a dullness, a lack of response, I will have awareness in myself to go, okay, that needs to be upregulated, to be cued in a way that increases information. If I get a paniculus, a worm-like reaction where the body tells me it's overly stimulated, then I'm going to use a de-escalation cueing in order to balance the nervous system to perform optimally. So we can use that kinesthetic cueing to our advantage because we understand how to communicate to the brain using the different frequencies of touch. And different frequencies, we even do that with the laser. The laser uses different frequencies because everything has a vibrational energy to it, and that's a frequency. So using specific frequencies in treatment allow you to do different things. And that's why the different types of strokes that we use when using the, the kinesiology tool, different strokes talk to different nerve endings to tell the brain what to do. It's perception. Okay, so as we understand that perception and myth perception, you know, someone will say, oh, it feels like there's, there's ants crawling up my leg and there are no ants crawling up your leg. That is a perception that is not an accurate representation of what's going on in the world. And we can use the fascial tool to downregulate the nervous system by using a feathering technique and that light feathering technique cues the nervous system to de-escalate what's going on and tell the brain, hey, everything's okay. This is why you rub a bee sting, to tell your nervous system, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I'm, I'm going to survive this, unless you're allergic, in which case you need to do something else. But for the most part, your own awareness, your own ability to do kinesthetic cueing will go, that's okay. Parents do this with their children. Dogs do this with their offspring. You know, it's, it's a nurturing type of cueing. 
if there's inflammation, you need to communicate with that nervous system. It's like, hey, you've got fluid trapped in here. Let's talk to the fluid dynamics and we'll use more of a deep gripping mobility cue to get the nervous system to go, okay, let me get that fluid out of there. Let me open up the channels. So as you delve deeper into kinesthetic cueing, you can actually obtain the results that you desire. Yeah. And you've used kinesthetic cue in your whole life. Someone gets upset, what do you do? You put their hand on their shoulder, you touch them in a gentle way, you try to reassure them through touch. That's kinesthetic cueing. That's what you've done. You've done it with your children, you've done it with your animals, all probably your whole life. Now we can help you teach you focus how to use it more efficiently, more friendly, and more consciously. And one of the things we, I'm glad Dave just said more consciously, because one of the things, the longer you know us, the more often you'll hear us say, the aids that you don't know you're giving work as well as the aids you choose to give. The other day, I won't name names, we saw a rider whose left boot had a hole in it and a patch from a previous hole in it. And the right boot was completely devoid of anything looks brand new. So Dave said, so do all of your horses drift right? Drift right? Because the left leg is constantly cueing. It's there. Whether they're the logic of this, right? The logic is there is not enough awareness of the opposite leg. There's too much tone. We have to figure out because every reason is different for every individual. But once you recognize that it's not the horse that needs to be corrected, it's the cueer, not the QE, that can change your entire process of working with your animal. I mean, think about in agility, the cues, you're also always giving verbal cues. But at the end, what is the kinesthetic cue for good job? There's some dogs will tug. And that's their a way to emote and be rewarded. So we use these cues to the greatest advantage we possibly can. But unless you know what they are, and unless you begin to evaluate behavior and go, I wonder what cue I gave to elicit that behavior, you can change it to a better or a more optimal choice. Yeah, so you gotta become more aware. You gotta become aware of your own stance. I mean, take a look at yourself in the mirror and correct yourself and notice how that feels. And you can even get yourself in the right position and make a little fist or something and just remind yourself of what that feels like and how you stand and what difference there is. You know, take your, take your shoes, turn your shoes over and take a look at the heels. Are the heels worn more on one side than the other? Is the outside of the shoe more worn than the inside of the shoe? You know, there are so many cues that you can visually see, okay? But you can also turn that visual piece into a kinesthetic piece. And that's a key point that you'll learn. And we've, I mean, when we do taping, that is the number one reason that kinesiology tape can change behavior so quickly. So quickly, it's unbelievable because we can put a piece of tape on right front to left hind, and all of a sudden the horse goes, oh, I have to coordinate those two systems, and now you have a horse that stays on the correct diagonal. In, unless there is a deep 
physiological reason why they can't pick up one lead, often it's lack of awareness or increased awareness of one side versus the other side. So the, we've recently, and I know you've heard us mention things like PROSIX, which is a kinesiological cue, you like that word? Kinesthetic cue for motion that's a band that wraps around the horse and allows it to feel parts of its body that may have gone undetected. And then the, um, the band system we just uh, found for the humans that actually brings the shoulders back and the hips forward and allows you to feel with your kinesthetic awareness what optimal posture feels like so you can begin to use the muscles to keep you in that position, which is different than bracing. Definitely different than bracing. And also using a wobble board. Because if you can stand on a wobble board and put equal weight on both sides, that's a great way to learn some kinesthetic cueing to know when your balance is correct. Because if you can't stand even on a balance board, how can you stand even in the stirrups? Yeah. I mean, and it's, as you know, it's all about paying attention, being in the moment, staying focused, and committing to use the cues that get you what you want and recognize the cues that are pointing you in a less optimal direction. It's in your hands, literally. And if you have any questions at all about how to optimize this, this is our life. This is what we love to do, and we'd be more than happy to do a webinar. Pick, and, pick one of these subjects and, and text in or DM in and say, hey, can we spend an hour discussing this aspect and we will make it happen? Because we want everyone to be fit to be first. This is Dr. Wendy Corrin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And this has been an Equiline Podcast.